They'll get killed by Buffalo, in my opinion. And they'll get what? killed. Wait, where, where are they playing Buffalo at? In Buffalo. They're going to lose that. Yeah. And Belichick. Belichick's not about to lose to Gruden. <laughs> uh, no. So, in New England. In New England, at home against Buffalo, in Kansas City, and then a bye week, and then at home against Tampa, and then at Cleveland, and at Chargers. They could beat Cleveland, and they could beat the Chargers. Yeah. They're, oh, the second half, their last six games are pretty easy. Cakewalk. Yeah, I mean, at Atlanta, at the Jets, at home against Indy, at home against the Chargers, at home against Miami, and then at Denver. The two worst teams in football are the, the New York teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Top two picks. Carolina's also up there. Atlanta trending up there. Adam Gates need to get fired immediately. He is not good for Sam Darnold. Free Sam Darnold. I hate the disrespect of Sam Darnold. I mean, if if we don't end up taking the whole time. Um, killing of Breonna Taylor. On September 23rd, the the charges have been released. Three counts of, I don't even know what it was. What, what was it? It was wanton endangerment. Wanton, like wanton endangerment. Something. Like, what is that? It just means that one of the officers, neither of which were in the apartment, one of them that I believe was outside was shooting into the apartment and I guess shot through the apartment and hit a different like apartment. So it was kind of it's kinda of like recklessly shooting pretty much. 
one officer's charge, two. Two was set free. I listened to the um the district attorney, his um his press conference this morning. Is he, he the or is he the attorney general? The attorney general, my fault. It was just so it was just so hard to watch. For me, because it was just it just looked like this dude was just it looked like he didn't this is not what he wanted. This is not the charges he wanted, but this is the charge that was like forced upon him. Hey, I, like, well, we don't know what went on behind the scenes with with all with all the the legal teams and the and the officers involved, but it just looked very confusing, very uncomfortable, and the and the media was just drilling him. I'm like, man. This dude don't have the answers. And it was just last week. Well, they paid, the city of Louisville paid the family $12 million. Yep, in a civil suit. In a civil suit? I'm like, oh, no, we can't. Can't go back on this train. Pay, pay the family. They're going back to their loved one. Paid, we can't. It's a bad trend to be on the paid family. Like, whoops, we made a mistake. Here's some money. I hope this makes you feel better. Like, no, you can't bring a life back with money. It's that, and along with the, I think it was three days ago now, it was first being released that the city of Louisville and the police department were barricading the city because of the announcement today. I mean, those two were already pretty big signs of what announcement was going to come today. And, you know, it, it it's a very just hard and difficult situation. It really is. And it, I, just, it just so disturbing. Because I remember, I remember um, hearing that um, on Monday they say any moment now because we're waiting to hear the um, the results of the Breonna Taylor case. Then Monday turned to Tuesday. Tuesday turned into today. Then I'm like, oh man. Then I saw, yeah, I saw what you saw with Louisville barricading the city and getting ready. I was like, uh oh, this ain't good. I'm like, this is not good. Then before, even before they um they announced the charges, there was protesters in the streets. They were ready for it because. If it takes this long to to charge anybody, the news is probably won't it probably won't be good. Mm-hmm. They were just trying to find what they what they was gonna charge that officer, charge him with that little endangerment thing, which is not nothing. That's the basis that I could slap on a wrist. Not even that it was a charge that was completely like adjacent to what was going on within the apartment. Like they pretty much did it to appease the idea of charging somebody. It's a reach. Because they knew, they knew 
They knew if they charged, if they would have charged absolutely nobody, that whole city would be on fire right now. Well, by the looks of it on Twitter, they're already starting to light that city on fire. I mean, subjectively speaking, in my stance, like charging nobody probably would have been a better um, news than the charge that were given simply because the charge was simply made to appease, just to have a charge there. It pretty much was just a fall guy. Yeah, I feel it. I'm like, it's like the mindset of if you're going to charge somebody, if you're going to commit an action, go all the way with it. Don't go half-assed with it. Yeah. Like, show, show what you really believe. Like, you don't believe these officers should be charged, just don't charge. Even, even if the charge was, I mean, wanted endangerment, like, obviously there had to have been some evidence to come up with that charge in general, three counts of it, rather. So, even if, like, he was guilty, I'm not saying to let him off for the stance, but just in the news of today, what people were expecting to hear, whether it be all acquittal or all charge, like, it just was a middle ground that was not necessary. It was a middle ground that was solely meant uh, for appeasement, and I, I don't know, it just literally felt like a full guy in the situation. What's the, officer, what's the officer's name that got charged? I can find it real quick, but it's, um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, officers, if, if you, you know, go back and look at the case, you know, it's uh, uh from the from the jump the officers didn't do their job from the jump you first you put on a first you have a warrant for the wrong house then when you have a warrant you didn't fully do a thoroughly research on if whoever uh who you was looking for that's actually their house. So from the jump, it was it was just a whole bunch of bunch of mess. It's a whole lot of you know people in that position not really doing their job. They just all right, this is the door, let's kick it down, not knowing what's behind that door. It's sad. The the dude's name is Brett Hankinson. Yeah. Posted bail this $15,000 bail. He was booked at 4.30 p.m. local time and released at 5.02. Bail did not release who paid the bond. 15 grand? And you only have to... And to get released on bond, you only have to post 10%. That's nothing. Yep. That's pocket change. It's nothing for pretty much a charge that was nothing. Even though the 
um, the prospect of him going to prison is now going to be, again, as a matter of appeasement, it's probably going to be quite high. Um, and I think I think it's five years per charge. Charge? I'll be surprised if he gets five. What was that? I'll be surprised if he gets five years. Nah, I, I just can't see him getting 15 years. I can't even see him getting 10. Seeing how the case is trending, probably right. I, I just don't have, I don't have trust in the Justice Department. Because, heck, this, this case probably won't get... The sentencing probably won't be... Probably won't be um, decided probably until, like, what, 2022? Knowing how slow the sentencing's not going to be in a while. Yeah, they're, they're going. Knowing how slow these people work, it hasn't even gone to trial. They're going, they're going to drag like, hey. like the other case. It took over a year just for the Lori Laughlin case. They haven't even started the George Floyd one. That's not going to be till the end of uh, next year, I think. Yeah, th- yeah, that case going to be a while. Uh, actually. I may be wrong on that. I want to say it's in October. Uh, the last thing I read about it is they tried to move the trial outside of Minneapolis. That, yeah. was, the, that, was, the, that was the last thing I heard. Oh, no. Yeah. It's in March. Is it March? Yep. I feel like uh, that was the same with the Trevon uh, Martin case. It, it, it didn't. It took forever. Speaking of George Zimmerman, is a top five scumbag on this planet. To go back and, I think I read it, it was uh, a couple months ago. Uh, he's, despite the trial, to go back and I think he's suing the family for like ten million dollars in excess. Oh no, it was more than that. Yeah, it was more. I know it's more than that. I just forgot the actual number. It's definitely more than. I was like a 25 mil range. Top five scum. Yeah, that dude, I just. He wants to sue the family for all the hate that's gone, that's been directed towards them, but he's the one that's, that created Nothing would have happened if you went behind your own business. You wasn't even a police officer, you wasn't even neighborhood watch. You just seen a man with a hoodie and quickly assumed that he was up to no good. This is how most of these situations could have been prevented. Just mind your business. Mind your business and pay attention to details. Except study, train, and do all the little things necessary to excel in your job. Because as a police officer, you cannot afford to have slip-ups. Because when you have slip-ups, you put people's lives in danger. And unfortunately, too many people's lives have been taken from police officers who have slipped up. Not taking their job seriously enough. Seriously, and just, just working off for emotion. I just think the biggest That's the top two things I've been going on. 
biggest problem I have, especially in this case, is the idea of regardless, like, it's because I, I, I won't say I get a lot of my arguments from Twitter. I just like going on Twitter to see people's reactions to it. I think a lot of their arguments are entirely outlandish. Um, but at the same token, like, everybody from both sides, you just see the disparity between A, facts, B, reaction, C, sentiment. Like, it, we have not only a, I can say, let me say this, we have an entirely problem in society in regards to injustice. We have an entire problem with learning what the actual facts are in situations due to the disparity in our media, which is awful. And I think along those lines, what's lost is regardless of it's right or wrong, what happened, you still can be sympathetic to the situation, which I entirely am. The girl literally was shot in crossfire. Crossfire. Yeah. On a no-knock search. The militia has taken the streets in Louisville. Can't Louis- just don't get it. Louisville PD deployed tear gas. Like what? What? What are these people seeing when they read these cases that everybody else not seeing? It's the media, man. Majority, majority of the stuff is just self-explanatory. It's just common sense. It's the it's it's the media, man. They they portray stuff to fit a propaganda. It is. It's like one years. One example that popped up was this past weekend with um, Kobe Covington. His post-fight uh, interview speech, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. When he wanted to say, he wanted to call out LeBron James and all these woke athletes. And then, and then literally the press, the media, they stayed completely silent, silent about it. As soon as LeBron, Wyatt. But as soon as so, as soon as a player of any sport want to protest or anything, it's a big deal. Like Bubba Wallace. Exactly. It's not his fault that he thought a news was in his garage. He didn't even see the news. But it's not, all of a sudden, it's his fault. He getting buried. He getting buried because his team saw what they thought was a news, which it was. But then you have Kobe Covington, probably one of the biggest Trump supporters on this planet, just just saying whatever. It wasn't even making sense, to be exact. ESPN and the media just say, stay silent. Israel Adesanya, he says something today. He, he, he talked to the media. The media asked him about that. He was like, he was like, that's a reflection on y'all, the media. He's like, when, when, when stuff like that happens, just look in the mirror. Because y'all the one enabling this. Y'all the one spreading this. Y'all the, y'all the ones who write the headlines and the stories. 
that the American people and the world and society reads. So the media really need to look in the mirror. Stop pressing propaganda and start caring about lives of other human beings. Yeah, I mean, you can be... Stop start, Stop spreading this propaganda. Get actual facts straight. Yeah, they, 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 too, they too quick to post for us just to, just to have their name on the uh, paper that people are reading. That doesn't make you right. And I think I watched this in show. Uh, and it's not only that the media is presenting inaccurate facts just for the purpose of being either to provide sentiment or to just be first. It's the matter of the fact that the people who watch it and the majority of people don't find, don't look for the news that they want, they look for the facts that they want. Which is, I think, a perfect situation given this Breonna Taylor case because through my observations of what goes on on Twitter and Instagram and other forms of social media regarding the topic, it's like when D-Rob presents that it was a no-knock warrant, okay? Where you got a lot of people on his side on that, then you got a lot of people on the side that it was, or it was not a no-knock warrant that they presented themselves. Okay, well, which one is it? Exactly. Which one actually is it? You get the presentation that Breonna Taylor was asleep in her bed during the time of the firing. Then you get the presentation that she was next to her boyfriend during the time. Okay, which one is it? Which one actually is it? And so I think regardless of which one turns out to be correct or not, the media has presented a situation in which you only go for what's right or wrong rather than what's going for true sentiment in the situation. The person or the girl died in crossfire. Her life was removed from an altercation and she died in crossfire. You can be upset about that without it being right or wrong. Another example, y'all remember um, that one um, incident in Austin, Texas, of that that person who got shot in the middle of that protest? Um, not entirely. Okay, so the media, everybody was just, everyone had their own stories. They was like, oh, this dude, this dude with his car drove through the crowd and gunned him down. Um, I do remember that. Um, uh, blah 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 this that so everybody was like conflicting up the story no one had the right story mm-hmm. this will actually happen the person in the car was just an uber driver they picked up somebody they're going to the next stop he makes a turn he just it just so happens to be a wrong turn which was into the protest Stops the vehicle. This person is confused. The driver's confused, have no idea that the protest is going on. All of a sudden, a young, a young dude runs up and he's pointing a gun at the driver. Texas open carry state, but you're pointing a gun at the driver. What the driver do? He pulls out his gun and shoots. That's self-defense. Because he's fearing for his life, because he don't know what this kid's gonna do. But then people, then the media want to say, oh, the, this, this dude 
what was driving into this crowd. He gunned down this dude. Was like, no. Wait, no, that's not what happened. I mean, yeah, another example is when, remember uh, a couple years ago, in regards to the kid that was wearing the MAGA hat, and he was around the um, the native, not protest, but the, oh, what's the term? It was like a gathering in front of one of the buildings in, I think, Washington. And the MAGA kid looked to be intimidating the dude and tried to provoking him when in turn it was and that became just a national headline when it came out like a couple days later that the kid literally did nothing wrong it was quite the opposite you guys remember the story yeah i remember that it's like because everybody showed a short clip and they thought the dude was antagonizing the situation but then when he watched the full video it was the opposite I pick and choose what I want to pick. I think that kid sued. The uh, whoever ran with it first. I mean, I would. That's defamation. Yeah, but that's that's the reason why defamation exists now. It's because people just go to the presentation of what they want first without being right. I think, like above all else, we're like. You go to the situation with George Floyd. Well, the media goes out and presenting the idea after to try to counter the idea that it was an unjustified killing, that, oh, we had fentanyl in the system. Okay. He still had a knee to his neck for eight minutes. They so, try to justify how he passed. You go to the presentation of Jacob Blake. He was walking around with a knife. The dude got seven shots in his back. Ridiculous. You go to the pre- presentation now where Breonna Taylor was living with a um, a possibly warranted drug trafficker. Again, I don't, again, with the disparity of facts, I don't know what is correct or not anymore in this case. The problem is the media, they create mass hysteria in this country and around the world. So nobody knows what's right anymore. Yeah. People use 24-7. The media oh. got questioning what, what, what to believe and the spread and, and it spreads into them cases where those people not just using logic they just picking and choosing what they want to take from it even like in all three situations like you having fentanyl in the system jacob blake carrying around a knife and being um having arrest warrants and brianna taylor being around the dude in this altercation like does that warrant them being killed? That's what, that's what absolutely has never made sense to me. Especially, I, I think I stated this in the Jacob Blake one. You know what a resisting arrest charge gets you? A resisting arrest charge. Not seven shots in the back. This is ridiculous. It's like... like I just don't get what, why people feel the need to pull their gun at a moment's notice. Not even that. They just pull it now. That's the first. They, they just, they just all up in their emotions, like especially as a police officer. All the equipment on their belt, they want to reach for the most lethal. 
the most lethal option. Just driven by their emotion. As they're driven by emotion, it's ending all lives. Like it's your weakness. You you know you knew what you signed up for when you, when you, when you went law enforcement. Like, Grabbing for a gun is showing weakness. Like how using using a lot of profanity in an argument shows weakness. It shows it shows weakness that you don't have all your ducks in a row and you try to get a point across, but you, you're being aggressive with it by using profanity. You don't sound. Hey. Ed- Enough to articulate a message. What a gun yeah. is, is showing that you don't have the ability to to control. Um, to, to control a situation. So you feel like you got pulled a gun and shoot it. And it's, and it's not like they're in the line of self-defense in majority of these cases. This is not the case. It, now, it would be a different story if they live. It's actually on the line. But, but it's not. It, it, it's just not. It's tough, man. It's tough to continue to still deal with this we we you know into the, the new decade it's tough when you have a president that's enabling all of this it's tough when you have a justice system that's enabling all of this it's tough when you have a media that's it's tough when you got the media just soaking it soaking, soaking it all in they love every single bit of it. Sure. It's for so tough. Not everybody educating themselves. But let me ask uh, you this. All, all those things play 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 a part. Um, right. I don't mean to ask this in a matter of provoking situation, but are you guys in turn surprised by the wounds today? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, not surprised. It is it's it's more it's more of frustrated again. It's more of it's it's very numbing. And that's that's I hate to say that, but that's what it has come to. You know. But we we is we always gonna have that hope, like, okay, maybe, maybe this time is gonna change. Like we always gonna have that. But in the back of our minds. It's it's still that numbing feeling, like man. It's the same old, same old. And then as the story involves, and as things started to come out, especially when they started, you know, closing down the the city. That 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 just that 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 answered everything. So so it, it, it's not surprising. It, it's, it's very numbing and frustrating. Same old junk, different day. For me, I was just waiting. Position like these now, I just I don't have expectations for any of this mm-hmm. stuff anymore. I just watch 
I just watched and then react. Wait. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I don't have faith in the justice system to have expectations of them doing yeah. the right thing. So I was not I was not surprised at all. To be honest, I wouldn't have been surprised if there was no charges. Because I thought exactly. that was, I thought that was the way they were going to go. Yeah, I mean, it kind of like I said earlier, the, this in itself is an act of no charges, pretty much. They just threw one in to throw one in. I mean, just like from, like I said, from a couple of days ago and the settlement. The settlement from last week and a couple of days ago when they're announcing that uh, they're barricading, like, it kind of detriments the lack of a surprise. Yeah. Or other than that. Cancel each other out, but yeah, it, it makes a lack of a surprise because you know what the outcome's going to be. It's still, but one I, thing, but one thing we st- we we can't do is just still keep dragging our feet. We st- we still got to fight it, no matter how much it seems like it's not going our favor at the moment. We always we always got to have have that hope, have that still have that faith, like. It's gonna it's gonna turn around. It's gonna work in our favor. We still we still gotta fight. We still gotta fight. We gotta get it's, we gotta it's get long fight, but we still gotta do it. We got we gotta get rejuvenated. It's, I see a lot of a, a lot of fatigue from the summer. Yeah. So we, we gotta get rejuvenated again. Get back out. And there. I hope I hope you know you know this this the verdict happened today. Man, I just hope that everybody who you know. Had the idea of voting, but you know it started to simmer down. That they just, I hope they just light firing on that like, man. It's the only action that we can take at this very moment of time. The vote. I don't know why anybody would have a simmer down sentiment of voting, but like it's literally when you're. It is a such a public duty and service that has been the definement of the US since the beginning. Like I don't know why you just people lack doing it. Speaking of, did we hit the hundred percent um participation rate yet? I'm not sure. I think we're like yeah. we did? No, no, I, I was about to say I gotta I gotta ask um, um Nate. Oh yeah, we're like a few short. Okay. Yeah. But we also got a few internationals. So that's true. Oh man, but yeah, I mean Yeah. But I mean just just, just to go back off what you said, John, it's more it's more how like like you see trending topics are. You know, it's hot for like a week or two, then it started to die down. That that's what it's that's that's what it seemed like, you know. With this, with this whole thing, but man, man, I just hope that people just continue to, to still have that fire, man. Because yeah. come more weeks, you be, you be able to put in action. I mean, from the get go, I got the feeling it was going to be a um, timely thing, just because when you when I saw that first black screen on my Instagram, I knew this was in trouble. Or the amount of people who are actually going to willfully care 
when you get your whole feed filled with a black screen, just knowing, I won't say knowing the people that I know, but rather the environment and the kind of age of people that are the people I follow, like you knew it was going to be a trend rather yeah. than social sensitive. The black screen thing, the blackout Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. For me, that was like, okay, you're aware. Let's see what you do next. That's what it showed me. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what all these trends are. That, that's, that was like, okay, let me see what you do next. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been in other people's, in their, in their feed. And to see at a surface level what they've done next. Did it surprise you? Nope. I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> I, I discussed it with, on, on my day. I discussed it with my, uh, some of my friends that the idea of putting a black screen in such a manner was pretty much like a psyop for the premise of diverting what the actual attention to the situation should actually be. Which I do agree was happened. Yeah, I think at that time there was so much, there was like so much pressure. Like, what if you don't put post a black tree? Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm not gonna lie. I did not post for that technical pressure and me actually feeling what I felt. I didn't think. I almost did. Yeah, a black screen did not suffice anything. Because what a black screen does absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean that's what people got realized. You know what Blackout Tuesday was supposed to do. No, Blackout Tuesday was designed for people not to buy, not to purchase a single item, item. or good on that Tuesday. But somehow that turned into a black screen on on Instagram. A black screen that had majority no meaning. hashtag Black Lives Matter, which diverts where actual information and action could have taken place. Well, yeah. Now you click on the hashtag and the entire hashtag Black Lives Matter is just filled with a black screen. It's black, 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 black. Yeah. And it, it's weird because from the very get-go, like, when this was happening, this was early June. Wow. Yeah, it was early June. Yeah. When this was happening, from the very get-go, like, Knowing people our age, it was infuriating seeing the amount of people like that were posting, knowing damn well the judgment that were that would come from people who were not posting, or vice versa. Which I mean, it. I mean, this is kind of more related to the area in which I live, but like there's. So there is in Brea, um, the Brea downtown, where the regular American flag used to be. This week they put the Blue Lives Matter flag up. So the comment section on the Instagram page that first kind of details that, I've kept track with it over the last couple of days. It's now at about 5,000 comments. Dang. Majority, majority of it being people my age or younger in high school and even in middle school just absolutely showing infuriation with what happened 
just yelling, yelling, pigs, yelling, all that manner. Like, you guys do understand that doesn't, that just shows you're all pretty much caught up in a trend and caught up in a sentiment rather than educating yourself on the topic. And I'm not going to say it in support of the action, but just yelling that does nothing. Exactly. It would have been more powerful. They went with a like did a did a protest or something. So what happened was why a lot of people were infuriated with the topics that back in June during the Black Lives Matter protest, there was one that happened in Bray downtown, and they felt a lot of people are commenting now that they feel this is an entire retaliation to that protest by putting that flag up. And while I see that, I can see that sentiment, I can see that argument being made. I don't, it just shows, especially through the comments, the reaction. This is why I mentioned that I go and look at the reactions to a lot of things. It's to just see how people don't know how to discuss and be open-minded towards anything. Oh no, most people, they have one, they yeah. have one idea and they run with it. The level no more. in that comment section was the screaming, screaming, especially because it's entirely a lot of high schoolers and middle schoolers and people who are just getting into college who may have a lot of frustration to the topic. I understand that. But that's not the way to go about it. Yeah, it's like that, that reminds me of when um, the release of the, the USC backpacks yep. for this year. People in the comments were just furious. They're like, oh. It was like, y'all, y'all should just stick to sports. I was like, oh, this ain't the USC I used to grow up with. It was like stay out of stay out of politics and stuff. And then a bunch of us athletes, we went in there. We just we just had little subtle remarks. Nothing too crazy. Just putting them in a place. That's all. We we not we weren't we weren't mad. Yeah. We weren't it wasn't angry. disrespectful. We just shared our thoughts in a, in a simple manner. We weren't yelling. We weren't screaming. But it sure did fire up um, mm. people. People um, outside the outside the gates of USC. No, I mean in in that particular case as well. Like it, and in any particular place, it's come to the point, And I think I discussed this in my business class the other day, or it was discussed that. The disparity between an argument, an argument's never going to come to one common conclusion. It never happens. A debate, an argument, never going to happen. People are just going to hold to their beliefs on it. But when, I mean, when you mentioned put in their place, D-Rob, like, again, I don't agree that to be the way to go about it. I agree to not just be closed-minded in this situation. You could stick to the regular, original topics you had in the debate and or argument. And maybe that's the one that you finish with. But if you have a level of acceptance towards the other side, you don't have to be right. You can just accept it. 
And I think that's what's lost in a lot of, I mean, stemming back to the Breonna Taylor. Like, it doesn't matter. Let me not say it doesn't matter because it is a major problem that we don't know what the actual facts are because of the disparity between what people want to be the actual facts and what are and what is actually presented to us as the actual facts. Regardless of it, the actions that you see were warranted to be right or wrong, you can still accept that what happened was tragic. Yeah, but they won't. Yeah, they, yeah, they for for where for whatever reason they won't because they feel like since they like this person, they got they got um, do certain things to fit the mold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being being a being an alt right, you got you gotta be um, whatever alt right people gotta be whatever alt right people do. You gotta be solely Christian. You gotta be entirely homophobic. You gotta be entirely like it. It's why a level that's just a level of closed mindedness that just doesn't do anything. A lot of people are not thinking like that. And with these um the newer the newer generations are we're trying to like open that up. Oh I'm glad like my high school taught taught us to be open minded. Yeah. Because I don't know I don't know how many high schools around this country are, are teaching that. Uh, I I doubt it. I don't think that level of open-mindedness is taught in a lot of places because, I mean, I've had the discussion with my parents as well. I'm very, I won't say awestruck at the amount of people that are that are our age that were outgoing in this movement, but what, what I was awestruck in was the amount of closed-mindedness turned into bullying that this disparity between acceptance is shown. Like, it's when you get to one side, especially in the common section that I demonstrate in kind of in my area um, or what's happening in my area, like the amount of bullying, the amount of um, just straight up yelling at a person for having a different argument, the amount of just everything, it's apparent that closed mindedness or rather the open mindedness that was taught in your case is absolutely not taught everywhere. And while I do, I think we discussed this with Coach Watts back in the very beginning podcast, in which he was optimistic that our generation would be one of the ones that could dig us out, out of the hole a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because of the proactiveness of a lot of us. I also fear in that stance that that hole may not remain the same, but it, given the circumstance of being optimistic about our generation. The current standpoint of our generation is a generation that doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, our generation is very dynamic. So it can really flip, it can really flip either way. Yeah. We just, we just gotta be optimistic that still our, gotta have hope. Our generation is the one that makes a, a huge difference. You still gotta have that faith and keep pushing forward, cause 
it's not gonna happen overnight. We, we realized that from the very beginning. It's optimistic that the discussion is happening amongst our generation. It just needs to turn into optimism that change could happen through open-mindedness. Which should not be a far-fetched, uh, a far-fetched just request, really. I was talking. I was talking to um. It was a Mizak, Mizak, Cam, and Ernie. We was talking about how what what would the United States look like if we had an independent as a president? Mm. Like how peaceful would will the country be if we have an independent president? I don't even know if it would be peaceful simply because the bipartisan system would still remain. In the attempt to get to the next election. So, I mean, the, the, the problem is as well, like, this is why voting is so substantial. Like, voting for a president is absolutely magnanimous, but at the same time, majority, excuse my language, majority of this shit happens in the Senate. Majority of this shit happens in the Supreme Court, which now has even become a great problem. That's what, we, that's what me and Eric discussed about two episodes back. Yeah, so when you get to the idea of having an independent president, like you still don't have an independent Senate. You still don't have an independent House. So I, along, I mean, granted, this is probably a little delayed because you probably have this, however long ago you had it, just the idea of a bipartisan system still exists in that stance. Yeah, and there's also just pressure where people, it just, I don't know, I just don't like the idea where people are like funneled to like one side or the other. Like you have to be Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Like, that's, that's uncomfortable. Because I feel like a lot of, a lot of people our age just want to be like, just want to be independent. Mm-hmm. Like, why yep. do I have to pick one side or the other? It's not hard to vote the right thing. That's right. right. It's like not, not even right to your party, just morally right. Just right in general. Morally and or logically right. Like, I don't agree with but I don't agree about everything both sides say. Facts. But you got to shoot but I will vote for I got people got to vote what's right. That was that was right for a party agenda. You got to vote what is ethical. We know. It's just getting millions of people around this world to know. To understand. It'll take a long process, but we still we still have a fighting chance. No matter what happened today. Keep on keeping on.
Just, I mean, we just have to, you know. Can't, can't go back now. One thing that I will say, and um, I got to mention last episode when I was mentioning the Clippers, but keep in mind that when the boycott happened in the NBA and you had the Lakers and Clippers being the two teams threatening to completely leave, especially in regards to that team meeting, one of the biggest things that in regards to staying at the bubble is because they had a platform in which they were able to, uh, they had a platform in which they were able to get their message across. Which, I mean, you got ads running, you got the constant talk, you got the messages on the jerseys. Um, and now, going home, one of the problems that I think diverted them meeting into staying on the bubble, not returning back, is you got it. If you're going to talk, you're going to talk that talk. If you go home, you got to be able to walk that walk. For real. And if you're the Clippers right now, regardless of you have a 3-1 lead, whatever, and you were one of the teams that stated that you wanted to end the season at that point in time because you felt like there was not enough being done, you better show now that you're home that you're doing that. Yeah, and you you even gotta post I mean, what you gotta be all out, but you just do something. I mean, I mean be out there. Lemon pepper Lou. Lemon pepper Lou. Now you ain't gotta post on social media. Oh, I'm doing this, blah blah blah. Nah, we don't we don't need that. We don't need you to be on social media telling us what you're doing. All the just put the foot. All the, all the people on that Clippers team jumping down Paul Paul George's neck. Y'all better be out there. Put some, put some, put some more work. For the Clippers, I'm going to go that specifically for any team that's been eliminated since that point. I mean, that was like first round of playoffs. Oh, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee yeah. got some guys on it that absolutely do. I mean, George Hill and Malcolm Brogdon are the two most. No, Brogdon's not on the bus anymore. But George Hill was one of the like actual leading voices. The vocal leader on, the, on that team. Yeah, they, they definitely got to in that state. John is not in the country. City. Yeah. Gotta get things done. Yep. Gotta get things done. And, you know, as we approach an hour, you know, the, 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 the discussion, the Reveal. same will always be saying. Louisville Metro Police have made 29 arrests. It's oh, crazy. You, get, you could get arrested for protesting. The first oh, yeah. they they creating all little 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 ways to to, to lock more people up. Protests are, protests are underway in Louisville, uh, New York City, and Washington D.C. and many other cities across the country. I don't expect this to die down soon. It's probably going. to carry on until the election and then once the election happens, boy oh boy. We'll see what happens. We're gonna see some fireworks. Good. But in my opinion, expecting a very uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable landscape in the United States. 
for mm-hmm. at least until uh, at least until the inauguration, whoever it may be. Right. Just, just need all hands on deck at this very moment. All hands on deck. But you know, as, as we're approaching the good hour of this podcast, we're going to continue to keep preaching, continue to keep saying, please vote, man. Vote. Please, Please vote. vote. I think that's that's the one thing we could do right now. At this very moment. It's the first action we could do is vote. After we all vote, then we go to the the next steps. But the first step is to get everybody to vote. Educate yourself. Yes. Like we said a couple episodes ago, don't just don't just think about the presidential. Think about your community. There's 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 a, a ton of seats in the House and the Senate up. Up for grabs. And every every seat matters. I mean we agree. I mean, just get out there and vote. I'll say, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, RBG. Rest in peace. And, uh, you know, November's coming. It's coming. It's coming quicker than people expect it to. You know, check your states. See if you could still get your absentee voting. Uh, vote in the mail. I know for Georgia, the deadline, I believe it's October the 10th. No, wherever you are in this world, watching this great podcast, please read up on that. If you feel like you don't want to do the absentee voting because you know you may not go through, then to not be in that long line because of this COVID, if you can get to the polls early, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whether it's pen to paper. Or click of a button, whatever it takes. We need, we need every, every vote matters. Any last word, Dirt? Nope. D Rob said You up? I completely agree. You Rob said it. I think uh, with that, this has been episode. Are we on 14? Yes. We on something. <laughs> yeah, 14. All right. Well, 14, been- 14 still counts. Episode 14 of Off the Track. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Stop. Yeah.